Science AF. 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 Science is fun. Hey everybody, welcome to Science AF. I'm your host Dave Chacho, and I'm Science as Fuck. Not with me at the current moment is your other host. Jesse Klein, and he's science as fuck. I just wanted to do a little intro because this is a continuation of last week's conversation with Reed Bryce, an amazing comedian and actor, and our friend who is a non-binary transgender person. And we had an amazing time talking to them about their journey uh, through their gender expression uh, transition and their experiences in the world and we just kept going for like another almost hour talking about cool and interesting stuff around the topic of gender expression sexual preferences and how uh, science and society affect these things and we thought it was a very fun funny and interesting conversation i hope you enjoy it too and now we return to our conversation with reed bryce already in progress i'm i'm very curious about your uh experiences but i don't know how much you know what areas you want to go into you can go ahead and ask me whatever you want because like i don't i don't like i this does not account for a lot of trans people yeah most trans people i'll just put it out there uh they just want to live their lives. They don't want to necessarily be uh, the ambassador. Sure. For what some of them consider because to just be a medical condition or just be a certain part of their identity yeah. or even just something that they're struggling with. They don't want to talk about it. It's like if, if, if any of you have a medical condition, how how tiring it would be if you were the only person that the entire world knew about that. Yeah. And everyone felt entitled just to ask like- you. You, you, but you I don't. Probably, I, I, when, I'm fine with it. The spokesperson are often the only trans person that somebody might know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm often somebody's like first. Like the other day at the grocery store, it was, it was, uh, it was stressful. I'm getting to the point. Uh, I saw my legal, my uh, what we call our dead name, uh, uh, on on my ID because I'm waiting for my. Uh, you have to like go to the, the courthouse and get it changed and stuff like that. And, and, yeah. and so I have my my old name on my ID, and it's getting harder and harder. Uh, to go and just like use my debit card because if they ask for your ID and look at it, I look like I my own teenage brother who has stolen my ID and is now uh. is dumb enough to try to use a girl's ID <laughs> to get my cigs or whatever. That's amazing. Uh, and uh, so the other day, this dude was like, "Huh? Wait, how old are you?" And like said my old name and I, and I had to be like. I'm transgender. That's that's all that's going on here. It's me, and and like the the gears turned in his head, and I realized he's n- maybe never heard this term before. Oh boy! And I just want to get these hot dog buns get out of here. <laughs> and I was like, do I have to explain what this means when there's a land of people? So I would say, how long uh, does it take to have your your name officially changed and get all your documents? Oh, okay. So just the the like going to the courthouse and getting the petition. Uh, you're gonna be waiting. A minimum, and this is if you live in an area that's super, super progressive, like LA. LA, you're still looking at six to eight weeks just to have the judge go gavel, gavel, gavel. Okay, no, you're legally Reed Bryce. Mm-hmm. And then you have to take that court order. Meanwhile, you also they suspend your old name. You are you legally don't have any legal documents, so don't try oh. to travel during this so time. So there's just no name. Oh, uh, you have no yeah, official name. Yeah, they're like because you have your your new name uh it's it's on the books but like you don't have any uh documents that will verify yeah. it so you have to then go to the DMV and tell them here's this and i also got my gender marker changed if you had like a doctor fill out the form and say like yeah uh go ahead and do this uh do you have to apply for a a, a gender marker change uh, with the government uh it, it on the federal level, I don't think there's any like uh, official thing, but like from state to state, they'll have different statues. A lot of them make it really, really difficult. Uh, and, and what is usually they justify it as just like we want to make sure you're serious about this, but like a lot of the time, it's just gatekeeping people from being able to do it. Mm. Uh, the only real gatekeeperish thing that happens here is it costs about five hundred dollars just to have the, the the court order. That that's not that doesn't involve any of your other uh, processes that you also have to pay for. So like it's five hundred bucks, and then like if you have good health insurance, your doctor 
and, and finding a chill doctor who's progressive to just like write the letter, uh, you're looking probably, I'm going to probably imagine like $800 or more to have this whole thing, you know, from like, uh, from soup to nuts on it, like getting your ID, your social security card, your birth certificate, everything has to be changed. Yeah. You know, you have to go and make sure that like every, you have to have the time, which, you know, cost money to go and do all these things during business hours. And a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, on top of all of your yeah, and, physical uh, treatment and surgery. Yeah. And people who are, uh, who identify as queer tend to be poor a lot more often have a lot more day jobs. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it, so it th- takes months. So like, the idea that someone would do this because it was on a whim or because they wanted because they people want to sneak a peek in the back yeah, or to be because trendy they wanted or to be a pervert, to be, yeah. Like, for, like, I'm gonna say if you are somebody who who just tries to buy into trends or who is a sex pervert, it has nothing to do with your gender identity. It's just yeah. like, like, look at the cognitive uh, dissonance of like how many sex perverts and and like like social climbers and trenders there are in the cisgender community. Yeah. But just because somebody happens yeah. to to uh, to not identify as their their sex at birth, that's the reason why that they're a trender or they are a sex pervert. No, yeah. it's just that's who they are. Well, there's a yeah. way higher percentage of uh, cis men. Uh, misbehaving than yeah. than uh, trans people. Then no, and like misbehaving is a real nice that's term for too it. Nice no, yeah, yeah, like being a creep all the way up to like you know whatever the worst like the worst possible. It uh, is almost always like you know you don't get uh, gay kids from gay parents. No, you have straight parents, uh, and what how they raise you doesn't have anything to do with like how you end up that way. And it's the same with gender identity. Uh, mm. So yeah, I I would say like. All of the all of the weird like demonizations of these people, you're just you are just you are buying into your cognitive bias of it, and you are disregarding the rest of the information uh, that's pertinent. That would then go, oh no, that's just a correlation again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, in my opinion, it seems like the younger generation is a lot cooler than our generation as far as this goes. Like. At least a lot more accepting. Like the more, the more and more people who are trans, and I feel like it's our, like our generation is super liberal when it comes to like usually gay issues. And I think it's like because when we were growing up, like our TV and our media had a lot more gay people in it, and it was just like, oh yeah, this person happens to be gay, whatever. Uh, where and I thought like I'm I'm 12 years older than you guys, and yeah. You know, in the 90s, we were like, we're Gen X and we're going to change everything. We're going to be cool and progressive. And then as as we got into our 30s, I started seeing other Gen Xers get really conservative and get really, you know, no, it, entrenched. It's, it, it's really, especially when you look at like, like our comedy heroes right now and figuring out like, oh, yeah. those dudes who were like saying that they were fighting the man they just went and became the man, they are the man yeah, yeah. yeah and i and now those are the comics my age who are going i think comedy's gotten too pc yeah yeah and like i that's why i am forever grateful to dave foley and uh the kids in the hall and then uh surprisingly enough colin mockery and ryan styles you know like from whose line is it yeah. anyway they are some progressive motherfuckers. They are constantly uh, signal boosting uh, Black Lives Matters, and Colin Mockery uh, happens to have a daughter who came out as, as trans. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and he accepted her without, like, without a, like a misstep. Yeah. Like maybe they, they had like a little bit of struggle, but like from the time that uh, if I'm remembering correctly, the timeline of her coming out to him to him being on television, be like, I love her. And then, like, Dave Foley of the Kids in the Hall, uh, there's a great clip you can find on, on him talking about political correctness. And he was like, the Kids in the Hall are absolutely politically correct. We subvert norms and mores, but we do it with intelligence. Yeah, We know yeah. what we're talking about. when we. That's, so when we do running faggot, it's because Scott Thompson, who has literally been hate crime before in his <laughs> life, understands the nuance of it. Whereas, like, a, 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 a sketch troupe of all straight men would not be able to do that as effectively because they just don't understand all of the angles on it. Yeah, yeah. that's all it is. a good way to put it. I mean, like, PC is not uh, it's censoring yourself. It's being respectful of other people and not talking about it's not talking out of your ass. On about. stuff you don't know anything about, and especially if you're going to be uh, critical of, of said thing. And that's understanding intent, like that's when people like, 
I'll have, I'll have people like back home who'd be like, so what, can you not make jokes about gay people or black people anymore? And it's like, no, you can make a joke about literally anything. You just better know what the fuck you're talking about. And you better like get in a, like, if you were going to write a joke about being a doctor and you wanted to make a, like a medical joke, you would ask a doctor about like, is this the right joke? What am I saying with this joke? And yeah. it's like, and it's like, and it's not on the doctor to tell them the doctor can just say like, no, that's a bad joke. And that's it. And it's like, so if a gay person tells, if you're a straight person and a gay person tells you that's a bad joke, that's the same thing as a doctor saying like, you didn't know what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, uh, and in fact, if an audience member hears that, uh, that joke you just made about heart attacks, they might ignore some of the symptoms of themselves having a heart attack. Exactly, yeah. Because, all right, and here's, okay, here's an unpopular opinion of mine. Yeah. I also don't think comedians make jokes just to make jokes. No. I think if you say something, especially that has, uh, that you're punching at a specific target, it is part. It has to be part of your opinion, or why the fuck are you saying it? Especially mm-hmm. for all of these people who then like to like. I feel like the same people who are, who say it's just a joke also go on to say I'm a truth warrior. You know that sort of yeah. thing. It's like what what the what what is it then? Yeah. You either no, nothing don't understand. nothing matters, or you are you are just deliberately. Obtuse, yeah. and you're like saying you're saying you don't mean it when you do. You see, yeah. no one's the, the no target one's or there. intent of, of a joke. A lot of times, people don't understand what the joke is saying underneath, and what what it's what it's trying to uh, uh, identify in in the world. And I think I, I noticed like with Milo Yiannopoulos or whatever, and, and a lot yeah. of these uh, right wing activists. You mean the provocateur? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw him on Bill Maher, and he just kept just saying these, above his head. these things <laughs> that sounded like bad '80s jokes that were punching down. It was no, all about, uh, the like, right, the right can't do anything uh, with comedy correctly. It's like no. they want to be. Remember when Fox comedians. had a Daily Show? <laughs> it's like they want to be stand-up comedians, and they want their comedy to only make people below them feel more below them. Yeah, yeah they, they just—you know—it's like always lazy. Like my favorite thing is like you said, like the youth are getting better. Some of them are. Uh, there's a there's this group called Turning Point USA, oh who is just like the biggest punchline in the world because they are always trying to do stuff to own the liberals. And one 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 campaign they did because it's mostly like a, I think a college network of conservatives. They wanted to show off how liberals are crybabies in their safe spaces, so they literally set up playpens, put diapers on themselves, <laughs> and cosplayed as babies in public spaces. And then when they got mocked as yeah. relentlessly as that's going to happen, <laughs> yeah. they were like gobsmacked at how nobody got the joke. <laughs> no, this is you. We, I'm wearing the diaper, but I this is you. I'm the crybaby who's upset that you don't get my joke. You are! <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the reason why I said that, recently, uh, I, uh, WWE did a segment. I'm a I'm a I'm a proud, embarrassed wrestling fan. I don't think you even have to be embarrassed anymore. Uh, it's blowing up in popularity again, at least well, in the comedy community. It used to always yeah. be like a thing, that like yeah. some sketch and, and improv dudes uh, more often than women, but there there are uh, plenty of women uh, wrestling fans. Uh, but it was just something that like I just saw like a correlation. I'm like, oh yeah, dudes who do improv also tend to really like wrestling. Uh, I didn't know at the time that like a lot of uh, wrestling uh, that those bouts are improvised. Yeah, they just I have the beats down. There's yeah. a general resurgence style improv, yeah. or, or uh, general sketch. coming out of people admitting that they're into wrestling. Well, yeah, I, I'm really proud of you for being out of the closet. <laughs> on your Again, guys, I've gone through a lot. That, if you get anything from this podcast, it's that I've I've really gone through a lot. But I, I kind of I I've always appreciated. Uh, the soap opera style, like aspects of, of wrestling, everything in yeah. the story aspect is is straight up just like vaudeville uh, and, and soap opera. The problem with being a wrestling fan, because this is why I'm saying I'm an embarrassed wrestling fan, is that the main wrestling WWE is run by Vince McMahon, who is literally a comic book villain. Like yeah. he is, <laughs> he is a monster. And he recently wrote a segment this last Monday Night Raw where uh, this wrestler 
Bobby Lashley uh, did an interview talking about how much he loved his sisters. And then a guy who was supposed to be a bad guy was like, well, let's bring out your sisters and talk to them. And it was three uh, clearly male expressing people in dresses and wigs. And then Bobby Lashley, who is supposed to be the good guy, then beats up these men who are in... They're supposed to be women. Who are, who are pretending to be guys in dresses and stuff like that. And I went, I went on Twitter and was really upset about it. And I expected to see, like, as a wrestling fan, I don't expect much from other wrestling fans. Right. And I expected them to be like, that was funny. Or like, come on, like, just get a joke. But what I noticed was, like, almost all the wrestling fans were like, yeah, uh, my sister uh, is male expressing or something like that, and she got beat up because she was, or, or he got beat up because he was wearing a, uh, he was wearing like a suit or wasn't showing what you would think a woman would wear, and like all of these, all of these wrestling fans came out and were upset, and like there's this big like WWE had to issue an apology and said like we weren't promoting violence against people who like are and trans were. and stuff they like did, that. But they didn't, they, expect they'd have to, they didn't expect people to actually push back again. And I yeah. think um, yeah. in general, yeah. there's something like the WWE is still really, really bad in terms of a lot They're of its identity politics. You know, yeah. like, you know, racially, like you still, they still yeah. less so than usual. They want you to kind of like, you know, lean in on some of the stereotypes. Yeah. But even also for women, like you're now seeing for the, this is like the first decade, I think that w- like women wrestlers are being given equal respect in terms of their skill yes. instead of being like somebody who can be the um what is it valet yeah or like- or or one of the divas and like the all the diva belts were always kind of like an afterthought in terms of like not even like we- it was mostly like how can we make this sensual instead of like like uh impressive to watch fans called them the bathroom break magic exactly it's like you didn't need to see it but now was- you have uh women wrestlers who are becoming like the event that people are looking forward to seeing, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. I definitely think because there's already been out people, out gay people in WWE. I think in the next ten years we will have a trans person who is treated uh, not as a gimmick that they are tra- like. It's not like Gold Dust, who is a gay scare character. Who yeah, like there's a lot of the, queer panic, trans panic yeah. right characters and. I think I think we'll have a legitimate wrestler who is a trans person who is just appreciated for their wrestling ability and like being trans will be a part of their character, but it won't be their only storyline. Hopefully, in the next oh, ten years. But speaking of uh, being trans in wrestling, did you see that? <laughs> so stupid. Uh, uh, there was there's a, a trans uh, guy uh, boy he's like a teenager uh, he wanted to do uh, high school wrestling yeah with the with the dudes and he's been on testosterone for a while uh, so he can m- more than uh, handle himself but because of the gender politics of the the conservative place he he was they wouldn't let him compete with the men he, they made him wrestle with the other girls and then of course he was beating the pants off of them yeah uh, half of the community was like. Uh, didn't understand what a trans man went and was like, no matter how much he wants to be a man, he'll never be one. <laughs> and other oh half went, boy. no matter how much he wants to be a woman, he'll never be one. Oh boy. <laughs> he shouldn't be wrestling with the women. He's not a real woman. So these people don't even, a lot of people don't even know that the, the, the boy version of being trans even exists. They think if uh, transgender just means um, uh, a, a guy who a wants guy to be a dress. woman. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. And so yeah. I, I've even run into people online who try, who try to tell me that I'll never be a, wo- I'll never be a, a real woman. <laughs> and I just go, you're right, dude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't help. I, you got through to me. <laughs> Are we friends? Now, <laughs> <laughs> or like, I think it, it, it maybe it's um, it's gonna be a learning process, and, yeah. and I mean, yeah. it's good that you're saying that people that watch WWE are like, starting I, to. I was legitimately surprised, I thought there like, was gonna be a no, lot it's like of when you find out your grandma's woke, they're not gonna bit, be yeah. the fastest ones to uh, adopt or d- adapt to new uh, knowledge, but I, I think if a lot of people who don't understand trans just see people and and realize that they they look like the gender that they are presenting they're expecting and them to present they don't yeah. look like a guy with a beard wearing a dress because some people it's valid if you wear if you're a guy yeah. with a beard yeah. you can wear a dress That's you, fine usually that is yeah, the, the case of somebody who's like maybe a little bit earlier along in their transition and they might want to become more uh what we call like cisgender uh uh what, what's it called um conforming 
Yeah. Uh, they want to be is what's there called. Were, so the, the term used to be cross-dressing and or or uh, trans. Uh, uh, like transvestite. Transvestite. Yeah. But people who don't want to change their entire gender expression, but just, just want to wear. Uh, address or, or makeup or, or it, it depends I mean, on uh, what the intent is. When uh, I lived for in San Francisco, I wore skirts out and I wore uh, eyeliner and stuff uh, with my girlfriend at the time, and I was never trans or gay, but uh, it was you just, just something you just like, like putting it on. I like wearing this sounds, skirt. So there's there there's like three like you like uh, usual reasons that I've seen for cisgender men who want to dress up or in some way express, uh, female presentation. Uh, it's either professional. That's where you'll get like drag queens, uh, or sketch comedy, sketch comedy comedians. Uh, and usually there's like a tie in of like, that's the way that like the gay male community can like find each other and congregate and be safe. Uh, uh, so there's like there's part of it like being like affirming for that, but also like just a, a way that you can make money. Yeah. Uh, number two is you just you just enjoy uh, not having that limitation on like fashion and like uh, you know just experimenting with like your look and stuff like that. And, and you just like really love the fashion of it. And then the third one is, uh, and this is something that gets. Uh, ascribe to trans women it's actually like a really big way that like the trans like trans women are demonized by the medical community by like quack scientists it's a term called autogynophilia and that's mm-hmm. when a, a cisgender man is uh, um sexually aroused by the idea of being a woman of wearing okay. a bra or who is uh, who, who is or someone's yeah. having sex with them or just like the idea themselves is is is, is sensual to them and and a lot of people uh, have tried to like demonize trans women and say those are just men who 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 just get off to the idea. And that's where the sex yeah, pervert yeah. angle well, it, comes in. But it's completely way, it's hogwash. It doesn't make it, any sense. Yeah. It's valid for a cis man to enjoy wearing women's underwear. There's nothing wrong with but, that. But no. you're saying that that um, the fact that those people exist is used to demonize all three trans, of those true trans yeah. women yeah. who are not that. And then on the other side of the coin, especially uh, getting on the drag uh, angle of things, uh, on the other side. We even saw like this year that gay men can also be very gatekeeping with even drag identity, and they see that as something that's just for cisgender men. And we oh, saw like a big pushback on RuPaul, who's the queen of the gays, uh, <laughs> saying like that she did uh, that she. Uh, RuPaul uses interchangeable uh, she, uh, pronouns, but uh, he's a yeah. cisgender man, uh, and he was kind of like it's kind of just. It doesn't make sense to have trans women compete on RuPaul's Drag Race because they have like they have like uh, he he likened it to athletes taking uh, performance enhancing drugs. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So even the gay community has its own limitations on like what they will accept for women to do yeah. uh, who happen we, to be trans or men to do who happen to be trans. As we said before, there's such a spectrum of different people with different expressions yeah. versus their uh, genetics. That it doesn't make any sense to put any gates. Yeah, there. like I think th- all of the presentation stuff, and I'm talking about like clothes and makeup and hair hairstyles and stuff. We really have to start decontextualizing Absolutely. the gender in it, and mm-hmm. like you know, that way you know dudes who want to love have like awesome like ZZ top like <laughs> hair and stuff like that. They can start wearing long hair and stuff and not feel like in a weird way they're like effeminizing themselves. Or like if a man wants to wear a tube top, there should be no issue in it you know yeah i even i, I still sometimes i'll put on makeup and i'll do what i consider to be female drag which uh-huh. like a lot of people are like wait why would you want to be a woman if you you put in all this work into not being a woman <laughs> but <laughs> no, I, i'm a gay dude female roles uh, yeah. since your transformation because cool, i i don't necessarily i think as, as an actor if uh, eddie redman can play every trans woman <laughs> and every biopic. There's right. no reason why I couldn't also Let's play a woman. Kids in the Hall, they, they all play <laughs> yeah. ladies, and uh, I think in a respectful way. The Kids in the Hall, I think, were maybe the biggest influence in me, not just in uh, comedic sensibility, but also in teaching me how to uh, perform gender expression that's not mine uh, with the dignity that it deserves. They were the first men I'd ever seen who, who did drag for their sketch, where the drag was not the, the joke, joke itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think you could say Monty Python did too. Ah, uh, no, I think they. I think they were too. Some of them. Their... Like, like this, I am a woman, and my <laughs> and I have breasts, and my, and I and I'm ugly as hell. That Monty Python, like sometimes they did a good job, but like usually this... if they wanted a hot girl, they just got a hot girl. Yeah. 
If they want a hot girl they on the Carol, kids' level, uh, yeah. What's her name? Uh, do some of the roles, but, but if you wanted a hot girl on the and the kids' level, you got Dave Foley, who's hotter as a woman <laughs> than like pretty much anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it was like in Monty Python, like it wasn't the joke. But a lot of times, the joke was that there's a guy in a dress. Like, but, like, we wouldn't have the kids in the hall without that influence. For sure. Like, Monty Python was grounding things through, I, I think, mostly through their cultural sensibilities, necessarily, than, like, what they wanted to say with the comedy itself. Yeah. I think it just tended to be drier, more grounded as a result. And kids in the hall are sort of their, their heirs in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Their style. Because they, mm-hmm. they, have, they have that perfect combination of, like, they had the Lauren Michaels influence because he was the one who got them their show yeah so mm-hmm. a lot of like the the broader character stuff i think came out of like the, the very much the snl sensibility of, of character first and then uh from uh from from canada they got like the second city impro uh and then like monty python british influence there yeah. and it's just a perfect it's a perfect marriage and that's why i still think their their comedy has better gendered uh politics in it than some stuff that's on now oh for sure yeah it's never a punchline for a guy to be in a dress no that's not that's not acceptable in 2018. No, and I think that's why I think the Groundlings should just go ahead and lift that uh, playing the the opposite gender yeah. band whenever they want to. Yeah. Uh, what is their it, rule? There's a school in L.A. called the Groundlings. They're one of the oldest comedy schools in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm Both sure anyone listening to this podcast doesn't need to be told that. Uh, yeah. And uh, for a long time, they're unwritten rule, they say. It's never actually been on the books, but I think it is probably in the curriculum up until recently, they would say, don't let the dudes play women and don't let the women play men. Play your own gender because it'll be easiest way for you to access character work. And, it, mm-hmm. it, and their excuse was just that they that men were not playing women characters uh, with, with the height of their intelligence. Okay. And I think that's stupid. I think we're at yeah, the point that if you can't play... If, if you can't play characters who are not like you respectfully just get the fuck out of comedy we don't yeah. need you even when you say it's it, it's never the joke to have a man in a dress you, you can't even have those rules there, it might be if you I do mean, it right if you do it right the yeah. right absolutely intent and and, yeah. and uh target if yeah 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 exactly like yeah I, there, there's there's nothing we can't make jokes about but if you're not trying to be smart with what you're doing comedy about and you're not also like explicitly doing slapstick uh, you're not you're not a very good comedian. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're yeah. like a fucking no hack. You're boring and you're tired. And the stuff that we are seeing you do that you're so proud of was stuff that a dude was doing in a fucking uh, burlesque show in 1930. Good job, <laughs> good job, Borch Belt dude. Being offensive for offensive sake is not comedy uh, anymore. Like it's just a lot of times it doesn't exist. You've, you've, you've got I a saw, point. I saw it on. Uh, <laughs> Short attention span theater in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Update your act. That's man. like that's what that's my go-to th- now. I don't try to argue with a, with a, with a, with a chud about why his joke is bad. You just call him a hack. <laughs> I just say you're boring. Yeah, yeah. That is the only way you can offend somebody who's trying to be offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Say, not it's interesting to not at all. because yeah. they just want. They are like a child who is throwing a tantrum. The negative attention is still attention for them. Yeah, absolutely. But if you look at them in the eye and say. That was boring. We've seen it a million times before. That's going to affect them a thousand percent better than oh, yeah. saying, I, that hurt my feelings because they don't give a fuck about your feelings. Hit them in the ego. Yeah. 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 I mean, that would be the the the, the, the most hurtful thing you could say about my comedy. Yeah. No. If, if, if someone told you you're not care. funny, that's going yeah. fu- to fuck you up a lot if more than like, like you're mean. Fu- if they're like, I didn't, that wasn't funny. I don't care. Or I don't get it. I don't care. But if yeah. they're like, you're being boring. I got it. I just didn't care that about That would really it. make yeah. me want yeah. to uh, changing it better. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to think about and your lazy trans joke two seconds. Oh, attack helicopter. You're doing jokes that's, that Republican libertarian idiot South Park did in like, what, 15, 20 years ago? All right, dude, see you later. <laughs> you know, you're not you're not getting under my skin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I get your comedy. I understand the joke. Yeah. I just think it's a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, I want to say that comedy is very difficult. I, I think it's one of the hardest things you can do well. Yeah. Uh, and Again, when, you're, are when you're coming up and when you're learning, you <laughs> say a lot of bad jokes. You say Absolutely. a lot of boring things. You say a lot of thoughts that have been You're going to say problematic. I say problematic stuff problematic all the time. Yeah. We are, I don't think there's a human in, on earth that doesn't say or think problematic things sometimes. But it's I, all but, being too receptive to be like, oh, uh, is it? Is this the hill I need to die on? 
or right. can I make a simple adjustment that makes just... me seem smarter? Number yeah. one, you're doing yourself a favor. Uh, and number two, you're not going to bum somebody out for no reason when your job is supposed to be making people think and make people happy. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you get called out for saying something that seems to punch down or, 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 or make somebody feel below you, then just, you know, learn how to do it where you can punch up. Learn how to do it where you, you can understand the intent and target of, of what you're or saying. Or be, yeah. go become like a dominatrix or something <laughs> where at the end of the, you know, at some point someone can call a safe word. And then you, you know, yeah. you, you've given yourself a place with boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go, go if become you, a dominatrix. Yeah. If you need to hurt people's feelings for a living, go become somebody who like hits you with like a cat and nine tails or something. You, you know, get the fuck out of my club with it. <laughs> Satan is fine as long as it's in the right space. <laughs> is there oh. anything else that you want to cover? I wanted to ask, and, and you don't have to go there if you don't want. But you said you came from a conservative family and background. Yeah. How's how's it? Ben. This is our interview show. It's it is a science podcast, but oh, I no, like no. that we're yeah. just we're learning. learning. Yeah, if you yeah, want, if you yeah. want anything about like the the social stuff, or even like uh, what the medicine's doing, you can ask me any questions. Um, I was just people, call, I was calling it out. I mean, this is this is a learning experience, and I think like a scientific look into how our culture is right now yeah. is still case studies valid aren't always going yeah. to be a good way for you to get an idea of what an entire population needs. No. Case studies are simply to give you insight into the minutia of what somebody goes through Absolutely. being part of that population. That's yeah. how you have to differentiate and it. I, and trees I understanding is, is best uh, uh, spread through I- information, learning, knowledge. Yeah, yeah. and it's how you knowledge. can like learn to sympathize if you don't know exactly. So for in my case, uh, unfortunately, I don't I don't have the, the best experience with my family. Huh. Uh, I wasn't able to come out as even as like queer because even when I was presenting as a woman, I, uh, you know, I would get called a dyke a lot. When I was in ninth grade, I actually got jumped in the bathroom and like for being what they thought was a lesbian. Wow, uh, you were. I cut my hair off because I. The whole time. I, I I'd cut my hair off. I had finally uh, gotten my my religious family to allow me to cut my hair off. Yeah. Uh, and so I I you know. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in uh in uh a conservative uh farming town called Norco in Riverside County, which is about like an, an hour or so east from Los Angeles. Mm. Uh. And I went into ninth grade having, you know, given myself the, what I felt like was a, a close enough makeover that I could feel a little a little more comfortable in my skin and nobody would know. But that mm-hmm. just made me read as a lesbian. Uh, long story short, about halfway through the year, I got jumped and beat up by some girls in a bathroom. I was so scared I had to drop out of school, but I couldn't tell my family why. And so they thought I was just losing my mind. They thought, like, oh. you know, uh, and then... They so they never knew about that, uh, and I carried that like as a secret up until like a few years ago. I just didn't tell anybody that it happened because it's embarrassing, uh, and you know, uh, humiliating, and it's kind of only humiliating now that I didn't. I was so passive that I, I just, I it just happened. Yeah. I, I couldn't stop it. Um, so they didn't know about that. Uh, I came out as just as queer, like explicitly. I just finally said like, yeah, like I like men and women at like twenty nine. And then the 2016 election happened. I came out as uh, as transgender and, and non-binary explicitly, and uh, my family just kind of that I, I still talk to. They just I could tell they weren't getting it, and they were doing that thing where they were like, they would say stuff like, "I don't understand it, but I'm gonna try." But then they weren't trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, when I had to have top surgery, that's. Uh, it's it's essentially uh, a different variation on mastectomies, the, the, mm-hmm. the, and that's where they the, the mastectomies are most known um, for when women get breast cancer, and then they'll yeah. have the tissue removed, and then they usually have to get implants where they you know decide whatever they want to do with their chest. That's that was like what uh, sur- plastic surgeons then took and modified to to give trans men uh, top surgery to get rid of their breast tissue. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of like a combination between that and the uh, gynecomastia when like, when a man develops breast tissue. It was like a, a combination of those procedures. Uh, I had that. It's a major surgery. There's risk with like any other surgery that you could die on the table. Uh, I told my family it was coming up. It was happening two weeks before Christmas. Uh, nobody bothered to call me or, or wish me even good luck or anything before that happened. Uh, and they were still they were still using my old name over and over again. They wouldn't. They were still using my old pronouns. They were still asking me Things about a life that were all the parts of my life that were a lie. And so I 
I got to the point where I had to make the decision. I'm not, I'm going to separate myself from these people. Yeah. And so since the last time I talked to any member of my family was uh, New Year's Day when, uh, when a member of my family tried to call and talk to me and they were still just being so like, at one point I, I corrected them. I was like, you, I, if you want to talk to me in any of my life, you have to start getting this right. And she just said, listen, if you want to be part of our family, you need to understand that we're not going to get it right. And I went, yeah. nope. And I uh, hung up the phone and I haven't talked to them. So it sucks. Uh, and, you know, and, and it's painful because I don't, I'm not married. I don't have a partner. I don't have children. So like, just like that sort of like idea that like, oh, I'm kind of like, a, I really am like an island unto myself. Uh, that can be intimidating. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's uh, the, the biggest reason that people end up detransitioning is not because they, it does happen. And I don't want to ever, you know, try to minimize people's experiences of being like, did you say detransition? Detransition is when you have started some sort of process to present as a, uh, a, a, either the gender that you actually are, or in the case of some people, they have another underlying issue that makes them mistake whatever is going on with them for gender dysphoria. And then mm. they try to transition, realize that it's not fixing anything, and realize that they are actually cisgender, and then they have to then go back and undo whatever yeah. is reversible. Some people do that. It is an actual phenomenon. It happens. Uh, it can happen with uh, teenagers, uh, that, and w- which is why the other big hot t- uh, bu- uh, button issue is like, when can somebody? A- when is it ethical to start transitioning? Because a lot of teenagers experience gender dysphoria. Maybe yeah. you guys didn't experience like, anything like uh, as I, pronounced. I told severe. my parents I wanted to be a girl. Yeah, at certain, certain points, people go like, I feel very um, repressed uh, mm-hmm. with what. Uh, with my with my identity now, uh, what if I am? And, and a I, lot of times they just grow out of it. There was a thing on the um, in recess when I was in middle school. Yeah, probably eight or nine. There was this thing on the the, the recess uh, the playground, which was the boys team and the girls team. And I was always I thought the boys were mean, so I was always like I'm on the girls team. Yeah, and we would just be running around chasing each other. But of course the girls didn't want me on the team yeah. and the boys didn't want me on the and team and that doesn't so even necessarily like, that's not even necessarily like a real clue instead. that you're trans because for my no a uh, part of the reason why not, i i like i had those yeah thoughts and feelings i would i would sometimes pipe up about like i feel like i might be a boy but i also would get really confused because i still liked feminine things yeah. i was i'm still a, a little gay boy so mm-hmm. i would play with barbies and nobody would like turn their head and I'm like oh maybe I should just do this because then I can at least enjoy all of the things that my boyfriends get made fun of when they want to do it sure so I had mostly girlfriends uh, after uh, the sort of like my family actively repressing it I was like I gotta get with the program I stopped playing out I stopped playing with boys as much I played with only girls uh, and then I found out like oh no I'm way more comfortable with them anyway <laughs> so yeah. it worked out <laughs> um so yeah, my family situation. Uh, long story short, is is pretty rough, but I hopefully they'll evolve too. I I hope someday there can be some sort of re- reconciliation, but I'm also working on just accepting that that it just might not happen, and yeah, I have to I'm, instead invest in relationships with people who do respect me, like even like you two. Like it's a better fit that I spend time with you than people who are gonna just oh sure say I I I, 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 I I'm sad. <laughs> my friends in Los Angeles more my family than than people I grew up with. Yeah, and I, I've learned to talk to them but we you know i i i can't talk to them about uh people i date because they're racist and yeah i can't tell them certain things that happen in my life because they have no understanding of it so i've i've learned at at this point in my life i'm 43 i've learned the little things i can tell them yeah and a much majority of my life i can't talk to them and that and that ends up being the i'm boring my, (laughs) my my parents just like uh <laughs> my parents well, are just be like nice to have nice. Yeah, I know parents. it's just. It, but, my but parents I, are nice too. But They're I just do talk very about how fun. LA is a city of orphans, like, right? And yeah. and especially in the comedy community, like uh, I feel like you can choose your family in the comedy community, and I definitely feel familial things for people. And like there are people in the comedy community that I consider my brothers and my sisters, and like I. Uh, and I feel like a familial connection to them the same way I do to my parents or my cousins or anything like that. Yeah. And I, th- and I think that is kind of, you know, humans are tribalist 
and you can have multiple tribes and you can you can figure out what your tribe is but for the most part people don't want to be alone yeah and that's Mm -hmm. why on the other side of the coin if you're somebody who's like i'm going to stay in the closet because my family is very important to me i i understand that we still live in such a polarizing time i think making a value judgment about the way somebody decides either to come out and transition or to stay in the closet and not yeah. transition or anything in between, like, you know, having, you know, just being discreet or just having like a don't ask, don't tell policy with their family. I think whatever you have to do to just feel the least shitty and like you're not being genuine, you have to do, that's what you have to go for. Yeah. And then for my part, I was just like, nope, you already all, my family already treated me like the black sheep of the family. So then to have that extra level of disrespect Whereas I'm like finally coming into myself and feeling confident and not scared of people, I just I'm like I'm not gonna put up with it. So cut ties. I have a I have a cousin or yeah sure I, no one's gonna listen to this that's in my family or anything <laughs> like that. I have a cousin who's a lesbian and she's been with her. I I'm pretty sure it's her wife now, but our family uh, her family just calls it her roommate. Yeah. For. I think it's 15 <laughs> years now, and they've like they moved from Brooklyn to San Francisco. Like it's, but but like two confirmed bachelorettes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like she used to call my my uncle Joe's uh, room uh, friend yeah. his roommate. Yeah. Up until uh, his elder, he was elderly and, and eventually passed. Uh, the family never talked about it. Well, the thing is, like, the, she she loves her parents, and her parents are like it just it's just not brought up. And I think everyone knows, and like her parents love her. I just, I'm pretty sure it's her wife. They moved to San Francisco. It's California. Right. I'm pretty sure it's her wife by now. And like her parents love her as well. And like it's just accepted. And it's just no one uses the words. And I feel like if we're not using words, that's fine. And it's just like yeah. whatever works for that dynamic. Whatever they're comfortable yeah. with. Yeah. As long like, as they don't feel like they're being forced into it. Yeah. I and think, people yeah. of a certain generation even have that sort of like. Uh, I like having my privacy. I I like this being something that is not part of the rest of my life. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's valid too. Yeah. And I think people come around uh, sometimes, not everyone. Right. But eventually when they become, uh, when enough time has passed that they have become internally more comfortable with the concepts that that they weren't familiar with before or that made them scared before so um i i hope that uh the people that you grew up with come around but uh, I if ho- they don't I hope so you have too. a family here that, that yeah. loves you and yeah uh, i appreciate that <laughs> the family of comedy yeah the um, worst um, people in the world yeah is there is there anything else that you wanted to know oh man i don't know i um, feel like the- you mentioned briefly and we don't have to go deep into this but uh mm-hmm. you mentioned pronouns deeply yeah uh, briefly uh I, I've heard, although I've never spoken to you uh, personally about it, that you yep. like they, they and them type uh, of pronouns. Yeah, and I, um, I tend, uh, if people are trying to like even get their head around, like, how do I talk about this stuff? Yeah. Um, right now, the general consensus among the community is like not saying this is my preference or this is what I like, because that that um, for a lot of people. That uh, infers that there is a choice in the yeah. matter, and the same way, like you wouldn't say I prefer to use he him, and you're like that's just who I am. Yeah. Uh, I just I'm a dude, so you would use he him. Uh, at, at the same point, I don't feel 100% like a man or a woman. Uh, so they them, uh, although it doesn't feel like a 100% perfect fit to me either. If it's the most correct of the options that I have, and uh, you, it, it's understandable. Call you he now like strangers. Does, yeah, is that and weird I to you, yeah, or? and uh, that. Uh, and I can't explain why, and yeah. I don't necessarily think that there is any issue with uh, inherently with somebody mistaking me for a woman over just mistaking me for a man. But for whatever reason, uh, when I get called he or him or sir out, out in the wild, it doesn't necessarily hit me in that same, like, like oh, that's wrong place. Yeah. Uh, so I tend not to get, like, as dysphoric. I, if it's a stranger, I just, like, I'm like, I... When a stranger can't know, yeah. you know, like... Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't or, get upset. Uh, and I also go, I also don't want to have this conversation. I'm fine if you're mistaking me for a man. <laughs> and then they and them, I understand it's very hard for people to wrap around their brains. Uh, even it just grammatically, people don't think there's a precedent for a singular they, them. But there is. Yeah, there's a precedent for it, but it's weird because we learned that that means plural. Yeah, up. but only, uh, only like in a weird 
loop, like in a weird like letter of the law thing that actually, uh, that actually is only uh, a recent thing. It used to be that there was a very clear uh, they them singular um, that w- uh, that was used like centuries ago, uh, and we still use it today. So like. Say, for instance, somebody was across the parking lot in a car, right? Mm-hmm. And they almost back into uh, a thing. Even I just said it. Yeah. You don't know if it's a woman or a man. Are you going to say he? Are you going to? You probably go like, oh, they're about to hit what that. Are well, they are about to do this. Yeah. Knowing le- that it's a one person, right? In legal yeah. documents, like one person is also referenced as like the party. Like exactly. so, you so mm-hmm. like the party would do something, and you, then you would say like they then acted yeah. upon this and without having any specificity to when it. When you uh, think about like Z and G and uh, I, the, the alternatives, I think uh, I, I think it's, it's kind of shitty that just because they're obscure people, and and just because I'm like oh I don't necessarily I uh, that doesn't like ring as something I connect to people like that's when you automatically go I should make fun of it. I think sometimes people make fun because they're trying. That's their way of trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if somebody sees the word uh, Z and it's spelled like Z E mm-hmm. and, and goes, yeah, like when I look at that, and I think of someone addressing me that way, it feels way more comfortable and natural than any of the other options I've tried. Yeah. I don't understand why we should have a big why that should be a big deal to anybody any more than somebody changing their name to like sparrow falcon or something that being yeah. their state their stupid stage name uh or or whatever i i think it's just as valid as somebody you know just getting a name that's less common yeah. i think it's a, it's a a weird um language sort of anachronism that we even use gendered pronouns so much um yeah. gender pronouns are fine if you're trying to if there's there's a woman and a man over there and you're, you're you're trying to discriminate which one you're talking about, but like in general, I I don't know why the whole world hasn't adopted just genderless pronouns to be like that person, or, yeah, or the fact that there isn't a uh, it, there isn't one specific word that just means that person. Right, uh, and I and I think uh, it also an advice. Uh, if you're trying to figure out, like, how should I be addressing somebody when they haven't told me yet? Yeah. And I I, uh, I would always err on the side. Some people um, are also like, well, does someone get offended if I ask uh, what your, what somebody's pronouns are? It you're depends like, on who the person is. Yeah. Cause, cause this is what I've heard, and that's why people are like, oh, I, I get caught up. Um, I would always say if you are not going to be talking to that person directly and you just don't know, you can mm. just default to they and them. Saying he or she, like, it's just like, a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, or but you can th- if you're going to talk to them, just name. ask. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, instead of saying he or she did this, mm-hmm. you'd say their name did that. Yeah. Right. If you're not sure. Yeah. Um, I will. Pronoun, I will. Don't use a pronoun. I will use the caveat, though, that once you do know, uh, and I would try to ask if, you know, if you're pretty sure that this person may not have the pronouns that you would assume, yeah. uh, you just be like, hey, what are your pronouns? And then try. Just try to use them instead of the name. Because some people, especially uh, binary trans people, uh, they it, it, it can hurt your feelings to have somebody just use your name over and over again. Oh, really? Because it, it kind of seems like you're trying to step over. You're trying, like, to, you're trying to Yeah, you know, it's like an elephant in the chair. room. Yeah. Uh, and so I would I would just, like, strongly suggest to not get but, into that habit. Because um, it, it, it can hurt people's feelings. You, would you insult someone? You might possibly insult someone, though, if you say, what are your pronouns? Because isn't that saying, like, you seem androgynous to me or maybe that's not i would say almost anybody who is androgynous enough to be within like the the lgbtq uh area like it's it's like shaking hands to us at this point okay yeah people walk around with pins on i don't think it's i think it's only it's only rude if someone if, if you say what are your pronouns uh Cause you seem like a big old faggot, and I gotta make sure. Like, it, it's like which is what Dave just, says all the time. That's how I follow it. It's yeah, not exactly. a word that you can say, Dave. Uh, like, I, I I think that like it's it's actually like you just psyching yourself out by saying like me asking because there is any sort of like air of confusion. Uh, that I think that's more on you than on the other person. Uh, I think I think also people get um uh we we get invalidated so often so yeah. even you making the attempt is so nice and if so you saying what are your pronouns means i'm somebody who number one knows that people don't always have different pronouns than what you expect and number two i'm, I'm i want to try yeah, we, so we, we, i think it's i think it's personally like what's your name and uh, what are your pronouns that's a, a very very simple 
greeting, and I, I imagine it's going to become more commonplace. In when the I host, when I host at the podcast company that I host for, like I, uh, it's a, I meet a lot of people every day, and I'm like hosting panels, and I just ask the panel, regardless of what their expression is, like, uh, what are your pro, like, I'll just ask them what are your pronouns, and I've gotten in the habit of that because, like, if there is someone who is trans or doesn't have an expression or anything like that, I feel like it. it I think it kind of loosens them up and makes them feel more comfortable if, if I'm yeah. also asking someone who looks like they're clearly expressing something yeah. as well. Like because some, like uh, a few days ago there was someone who was expressing uh, male, uh, but they, they said they liked their pronouns to be he, she, or they, them. And I was like, oh, I definitely would have misgendered this person or yeah. said, said it incorrectly. And, and like that you do get the, yeah. the, the, the rare occurrence. Like with my, me not being as dysphoric about he – there's straight up people who are like, all of I am not any gender, therefore I can't necessarily take offense. You can call me whatever you want. Oh, that's uh, interesting. I tend I th- I think the the real the real like subconscious reason that like I don't like being called she is I don't know when somebody's doing it on accident and when somebody is doing it on defaulting purpose. back to it because they would they would uh, just prefer that I am a woman. Yeah. If, like or or like they're it just makes them feel weird. And I think that's the the big case is like. When someone calls me she, it's almost always somebody who's known me for years. And I don't like that. Because <laughs> they, they should know better by now because I've been out for two years. <laughs> yeah, you, said it, you mentioned that. I, it's, it's harder for people that have known you to yeah. get used to it than, than strangers who have, have met you. Uh, I sure. definitely misgendered you at least one time while directing you. Yeah. And have called you your dead name. Yeah. And I have felt... Real embarrassed for days, oh, yeah. and, it's, and it's been like a thing where it's like then I go in the corner and I'm like they them they them they them like a yeah. thousand times. And I and like I uh, like you just have to like give yourself the break of knowing that everybody does it, even yeah. other trans people misgender each other. Mm-hmm. And it's all about like just following the you just follow the mood of the person who you did it to. Yeah. If that person was like motherfucker, that's the tenth time. Yeah. Then maybe go home and be like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Yeah. Like I've done myself with like other things you know not, not necessarily gender stuff yeah uh but if someone's like uh just then at that point you're like sorry man you know i know i should know better uh and, and then or if someone just goes actually i'm a guy you can just be like oh sorry man and, and like like any other you know level offense just yeah. go mm-hmm. off of the person if the person's not offended don't be offended for them <laughs> yeah I think, I think i remember your reaction being like can we just work on our work yeah, cause usually, like, yeah. usually i just don't Usually, like, I only get embarrassed when uh, it, it's something that's being drawn out and it's distracting from yeah, whatever we got to yeah, do. Because yeah. I, you know, like I said, I I can usually, you can usually tell, like, with what any sort of, like, thing you're insecure, insecure about, you can tell when somebody yeah. fucked up on purpose or an accident. Yeah. Like, you can get yeah. a good idea if someone's just being an asshole about it. And so if I know you're not, I don't want you to belabor it any longer yeah. than you gotta. Just apologize and then move on if they want to move on, you know? Uh, cool. On that, could you I, could you talk about the dude problem? Because I've yeah. never seen people who are like supposedly very open and woke get militarily angry about something as much as people saying, "Please don't call me dude." Right. And it's, <laughs> it's What's like the dude I've, problem? I've seen like. I've seen like no. thousand-page threads on Facebook of people just. Yelling at each other about dude. Uh, you so mean cis women here, not being here's the dude here's the dude problem he's referring yeah. to. Uh, especially like uh, it's like more widespread now thanks to Bill and Ted's excellent adventure of mm-hmm. calling people dude or like in Good Burger you just call everybody dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, That's kind of how I grew up in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. no, me too. I still As like did I, yeah. I, I feel I like all the time we we uh, we just the way that our language has developed almost all of our names for groups. Or, like, individuals, it usually has, like, a male connotation to it, to the gender of the word. Like, yeah. guys, fellas, uh, and, uh, you know, and dude. But the problem is there are people to whom, like, having any of that stuff is still, you know, triggering really painful yeah. thing, things for them that they're working through. Uh, and, and so for people who are like, I call everybody dude. How can you say that's not gender neutral? Here is my litmus test for whether I you actually think that or not. Yeah. If a straight man says, I fuck dudes, <laughs> who do you, like, who do you imagine in your head when, when someone says that? Yeah. If it's, 
it, it, I, I very much doubt you're like, oh, that's a pansexual right there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I've never heard a straight man say that. Exactly. I've never said that either. So but I would say if, if you cannot say I fuck dudes as a straight man uh, without feeling like, oh, they're think, thinking, uh, you know, I, I might be mistaken for gay. Then it's not as gender neutral as you think. And that's that's the easiest way I can clear that. That's, that, that's a great way to that clear that. Yeah. Uh, do you uh, not like when somebody's like, "Sup, dude?" Or oh, I I don't care. Uh, all of the the casual like guy things, or even <laughs> this is this is really funny in the in the gay male community. Everybody calls each other each other her and sis and stuff like that yeah so i've had my i've had friends like turn around and go girl and like i can see them start to choke and puke <laughs> on their own word and i i'm like yeah i mean don't oh, yeah. don't like i can tell what you were doing it's fine don't worry yeah, about it too much people call me girl a lot yeah, too. As a straight, yeah. in, in, in that sense of like but I mean, there are there are trans men especially ones who like end up deciding what we call stealth where you're just like you're living uh, as your actual gender, but you don't tell anybody because no, you know no. for safety reasons or personal reasons, or just like it's my private life. Sure. Uh, is the term if, passing uh, okay or passing is a uh, kind of also a loaded term? A lot of these terms don't feel bad if you don't know if it's good or bad because uh, we're still disentangling it internally. Mm. Passing is a potentially problematic word because it means I am attractive or I fit the standard of what we think a cisgender person should look like. Okay. Yeah. So some people are like, hell yes, I wish I was born cis. If I could do, if I could, if I could just take a, a, a magical pill and I'd be cisgender, that is what I would like to be. Or if I could have gone back and been born cisgender, that's what I want. So yeah. they try to pass as cisgender. Uh, my sort of like take on it is like, no matter if I was born a cisgender man, I would still probably be real feminine, and I'd probably be a still be five three. Uh, there's only so much you can do with genetics. Uh, so I kind of put it that I was passing as a woman before I came out. Mm-hmm. I was putting on female clothes. I was, you know, not suppressing like medical issues that were happening to me uh, that I considered just to be medical issues, as far as like my secondary sexual characteristic developing. I didn't stop any of it. And so, in effect, every day I was wearing a woman costume when I'm not actually a woman. Yeah. So I was passing as a woman. So passing just means, like, I am one gender and I am trying to uh, be perceived as, as another gender. And there are, there's, like, passing privilege, whereas, like, you know, you don't have it as hard as if you don't have to keep talking about being trans if you don't tell anyone you are. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where all of that is. Uh, I think that's all there is to passing. A lot of politics. Yeah. 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 Like we we said earlier, like hopefully the society will get to a place where it you, doesn't matter. You don't have to know. Like yeah. who cares? I would in, I would love it if there was a world where like people one day if they wanted to express female they did, and the next day they expressed male, and then like yeah. the next day they expressed something completely different. And that's what uh, and I have pals who are that way, and, yeah. and it's just called gender fluidity. It's just yeah. believing like, uh, like honestly, like sometimes the pendulum just swings one way with what you're comfortable with uh and like i i tend to be like more fixed you know the way that i that i'm dressed now is like how i'm probably going to dress most days Mm. if i wear a female costume i think of it as a costume you know whereas like i don't think of putting on male clothes as as a costume as much um when when you uh you, you you say you're a gay man do you do you date or have you dated trans men uh, I am. I'm super open to it. I have. I haven't um, yet. Uh, like gone on more than like a like just like a like a Tinder date with it with a, with a trans guy. Uh, so all of almost all of my romantic experience has been not only with cisgender men but with straight men. Because uh, I only came out in the last couple of years. My boyfriend at the time was a straight man, and that caused a compatibility issue. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So so we uh we we became friends, and then I like kind of started dating, and uh, I. You know, I've now been like, ah, maybe I don't date straight men because they tend to treat you as like, you can be my uh, my weird stepping stone on whether I can handle like having somebody on top of me who has like the weight and smell of a guy, but who still has some of the parts that I like. Yeah. In my in my particular case, uh, I'm gonna put it out there. I don't want that. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm not your experiment. Don't do this. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, my last, my last like long-term partner was was a, a person who just identifies as like a, a queer man. Uh, so, and that's probably where I'm probably gonna end up. Just people who, I, I tend to like people who are more pan or bisexual, where like the gender just isn't like the most important part of attraction mm-hmm. to them. That just tends to be the easiest for me. 
Uh, but honestly, like, I'm open to anybody who's just not going to be weird or jerk about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, weird, tell me about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dating people who aren't weird or jerks. Dude, I had a dude, like, like message me on OkCupid and go out with me. And then, like, as we were about to, like, get down to business, he was like, my roommate thinks I'm gay now. And I was like, what? <laughs> Why are we talking about this? <laughs> uh, and uh, In fact, uh, I would say if you're with me, you should probably consider yourself queer because uh, that's what I kind of figure you got to be if you're dating me. Because if you're, you're not, if you're a woman, you're not dating a man. And if you're a man, you're not dating a woman. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, we've been talking like two hours. Yeah, uh, dude. We, <laughs> we might break this into a couple episodes Yeah, or whatever you want. Yeah, um, I mean... But I mean, I, I don't know if we have any more questions. If you have any other things yeah. you want to talk about, and again, like talking about the spokesperson paradox, like Reed is speaking about their own experience, but like, yeah. g- go out and like do your own research and like just listen to people. I think yeah. is like the main thing. Like just listen because like meet more different people. Yeah, yeah. And yeah if you like, ever get frustrated, like if for instance, say like you want to know something and you ask somebody a question, and they're like. I'm not here to educate you. That's where, like, a lot of frustration happens on both sides where yeah. someone's like, I want to be better. And then the other person's like, I just kind of want to do my laundry right now yeah. in this laundromat. Uh, <laughs> realize we all, and I'm saying this in the least jerky way possible because I do this all the time. Yeah. We all have tiny supercomputers in our pockets. Google is so sophisticated with its algorithm. You can literally ask the question that you wanted to ask this person who might have feelings one way or the other. You can just literally put in... Like, can a trans man poop out of his butt? You can just put question mark, and then Google's going to load you every conversation it can find on that topic. Do that reading yourself. If there, and then don't image search that though. Just <laughs> just do the dude. Re- don't I mean, kink shame unless you want to. That's dude, what I was if you're say. somebody who loves trans men pooping out of their butts, I, more power to you. I, I'm I not did, gonna put that on. I like didn't Jesse's finish doing. the sentence. I didn't finish the sentence. Don't image don't search yuck, unless you want don't to. Don't yuck somebody's yum, Jesse. I've, I've never yucked a yum in my life, and I never will. Uh, yeah, and. Then if you, you're like, okay, I read through, like, these three different articles. There's, like, one facet of it that I don't understand. Then go and find a blog where you can specifically ask that question. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. exist. And then if you happen to be close enough with this person who happens to be trans in your life that you know you can ask that question, yeah. then ask it. I say I think those should be your, like, three different steps to, like, to like educating yourself. And by the way, thanks for volunteering, sort of, to talk about gender with us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we uh, asked our friends who wants to talk about science, and you said you'd like to come and talk about gender. Um, we wouldn't have asked you to come on and be the spokesman for uh, <laughs> yeah. people with your experience, but thank you so much because um, I love learning new things and, yeah, and knowing new things, and I think yeah. it helps understanding and it helps reduce anger and increase love when people know more things about yeah and for any of your listeners out there this is an open offer as long as you approach me respectfully and like you know respect the boundary if i'm like uh this is a lot right now i might not be able to get to you right away you can ask me just about anything i can be that person that you're like oh google didn't tell me what this meant go ahead find my contact information dm me my dms are open and you can be like hey do you mind if i ask you about this thing uh, I just want to make sure I'm not fucking up in my life. Yeah. Ask me whatever you want. Uh, cool. I'll either, if I don't know the answer, I will at least find some resources for you, or like I will, at least, or, or I'll help you understand like why asking that is as f- offensive as it is. Because I can, I, I've, uh, I, I, I talk for a living, and I, I want to be helpful for a living. So it wouldn't make sense for me to then like shut down the conversation yeah. uh, just because something like gets under my skin. Instead, I'll be like, uh. Here's the answer. Just so you know, in the future, don't ask this to every trans person because it's really, really, <laughs> it really sucky <laughs> to be asked that. Can you poop out your butt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the surgery, okay? <laughs> and, and that's a good uh, a transition to our end. Um, can you do you want to tell us where people can um, follow you online? Oh sure, um, on Instagram or Twitter, I'm at that ding dingus. Yep. Or if you just put in like Reed Bryce on Facebook, if I know you, I'll accept your friend request. Yeah, that's Reed. Uh, how's Bryce? B-R-I- oh, uh, Reed is spelled R E E D, and then Bryce is uh, B R I C E, like rice with a B in front of it. 
Yeah, Reed's really funny on Twitter. Oh, thank you, you should follow him. Yeah. This has been great. Cool. Yeah, thanks for coming <laughs> <in Reed. laughs> yeah man, uh, and uh, uh, just, you know, uh, realize you got you got to live for yourself. Yeah. That's, like, my only advice to anybody who might be scared out there is, like, whatever, uh, at the end of the day, you know that you are as least miserable as you can uh, with whatever's safe for you to do, do that thing. Yeah. Yeah, be the thing you need to be and, you know, like, don't. And don't feel ashamed if you know you can't do it uh, for the circumstances that you're in. Yeah, absolutely. Don't try to uh, compartmentalize everyone you meet into the boxes you learned when you were five years old. You know? Hell yeah. There's more, uh, there's yeah, there's more, more to biology than what we all learned in, in sixth world. fucking grade, yeah. which is what the that, that's the science level almost every online converse, uh, argument about this is at. Just keep that in mind. Exactly. <laughs> You're not as smart as you yeah, think you are. We're not six ben anymore. Oh you yeah, can uh, think more broadly. You fucking five foot three motherfucker like me, I will point <laughs> that out all day long because he's a, he's embarrassed about it, but I'm not. Yeah, but real quickly, <laughs> from a biological and zoological standpoint, when people say that it's not anywhere else in na- nature, I can say that there are trans animals and gay animals in almost every single animal <laughs> type. Like there is not, or or like non-gender conforming animals. Or like just like, keep in mind. Gay uh, it's yeah. not natural for man to fly through the air in a giant metal tube, but we fucking do it anyway because we got mm-hmm. shit to do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we have the technology. <laughs> we can use it. It's uh, not natural. And, and arsenic is natural. Don't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Nature and that's all I got for this stuff, guys. <laughs> all right. Okay, this has been great. Uh, this is Science AF. Uh, you, you can follow me at Dave Chacho and all the things. Uh, yeah, and I'm at Jess Klein one That's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N, the number one. Uh, we'll see you Thanks next time. Bye-bye. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science as fuck.